0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Begin Living. I'm your host, Alice. And before we get into this, I just wanted to remind everyone or let everyone know that doesn't know already that I have an Instagram page and a Facebook page. So please friend me or follow me so you can see more content and you can also interact with me a little bit and um, that I can see your questions and your comments and get them in the podcast. So today I wanted to start off with a story and this story takes place in one of my least favorite activities and that's capture the flag i literally can't stand capture the flag for some reason it's so competitive and i could not care less about a flag and also the sheer terror that i have when someone is chasing me like my life is over my instincts kick in like i will not cross that line so i'm really just like dead weight to my team anyways okay so we're playing capture the flag and my dad is also playing we're playing as a youth group and there's this 12 year old boy you know how 12 year old boys are ridiculously ripped it's not even funny they're so fast they're so athletic and so my dad great man young at heart he is super competitive in this game like he is going to win he's going to get this kid And so this kid is running, I swear, 60, 70 miles an hour, right down the field. He's going to grab that flag. And my dad's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, you're not going to grab that flag. I'm going to get you. And so my dad is running after this kid, 60, 70 miles an hour, you know. And then the kid starts to pivot. He starts to turn because he knows he's not going to make it to the flag. But my dad's like, no, I'm still going to get you out. And so my dad also starts to run and starts to turn and they're both turning. And the kid, you know, he makes it out fine. But my dad, he is running and running and turning and turning. And all of a sudden it seems like as we're watching him, gravity is starting to shift and his body is starting to slant closer and closer to the surface of the earth and then all of a sudden he is completely horizontal lying on the ground but his arms are still pumping and his legs are still pedaling so he's running 70 miles an hour in his mind but really he's just on the ground and the kid got away like you know like when a dog is having a dream and they're just like running after a ball yeah that's like how my dad was and so we see from the story that balance is really important in some things, like running, capture the flag. You need balance to stay on your two feet. But life is more complicated than just staying on your two feet. If that was all that we had to do in life, then so be it, so easy. But there's more things, there's more dimensions and more depth to our life than just balance. And that's why today I'm going to talk about work-life balance. And when I say work-life, I really mean just all the things that are vying for your time. And so when I say work-life balance, just apply it to your life in a way that makes sense. So for me, it'd be with school and with social life or with school and with sleep. So all those things that are really important and meaningful to my life. And sometimes we feel like we're doing so much work and we're we're working so hard towards our goals and our dreams and we're getting nowhere. And we're like, oh, if only we put X amount of effort towards every single top 600 things that bring my life meaning, my life will be perfect, and it'll be the way that I want it to be, when really that's not how it is. We need something more, and that's why we're going to talk about harmony, which is a completely different perspective from balance. Harmony is when all things work together. They're all under the same umbrella to give you that meaningful life that you want. So without further ado, let's begin living. So work-life balance, the infamous perfect answer to everything. If I just put a little bit of, if I put the perfect amount of time, energy, and resources into each specific aspect of my life, that I'll be perfectly balanced, that's not actually how it works there are so many things that are vying for our time. And it really depends on your current life situation. But I've provided some examples and not only me, but I actually asked, um, I did a poll on my Instagram or a question on my Instagram story, asking you guys what takes up a big part of your daily life. So we have Stephanie said, consuming information which is huge. Have you guys ever looked at your screen time on your phone? I get a notification for every week and sometimes I just get angry looking at it. I'm like, "How dare you?" But really that was me. That was me spending all that time. Okay, multiple of you we got Chantel, Chloe, Lauren, you guys all said school and work or like home. Yes, homework takes forever. I have some words about homework and that is a completely different podcast. If you guys are interested in a whole podcast about how about learning and all the aspects of learning that come along with that, please let me know. But yes, homework, school. And then a couple of you guys also said, um, Lizzie and a few others, you said like feeling behind, feeling worried, feeling inadequate, not worthy enough. That takes so much of your your mental energy and your resources and your time honestly that's why when we're going to talk about harmony we're going to talk about everything working towards that meaningful life but those are some of the things that you guys said so other things that take time and energy and they don't necessarily have to be negative like your important relationship so overall family and friends spirituality fitness health um, your pets and recreation so all of these things really are the building blocks for your life. And I really encourage you to get a pen and a paper and or your phone and just write down a list of things that are vying for your time or things that take up a big part of your life, good or bad, just so you can get them in your mind and you can be more aware of them, you know, in like middle school, or I don't know when you've had this before, where the teacher asks you to like rank your priorities, like, okay, what's the most important one? Okay, what's the second most important one? And then like the 10th one ends up being like your mom, even though it's just so important, but you just can't choose your priorities, you know, like they're all so important and you hate for any of them to be at the bottom. And you don't have to get rid of some of life's greatest joys because you can't quite seem To figure out how to balance them perfectly and so in reality we don't need balance we need harmony all of them working together like a puzzle harmony comes from the latin word harmonia meaning concord and concord mean means one heart or one mind in latin so look at the things you wrote down don't they just paint your life in this beautiful raw and real way and often we see these things like okay fitness We see mental health, family relationships, religion. We see these things as separate spheres that can't coincide with each other. It's not so important that they're all individual, that we have to focus on fitness for the sake of fitness or religion for the sake of religion. But We actually have them all as one heart or one mind, as it says, as it comes from Latin, that they all work together to, you know, pump the blood throughout our body. And so fitness, that's a sphere, but it's actually just an influence. And religion is not just religion, it's an influence. And both those things come together inside. They impact me or they influence me and encourage me to do things. So it's not like, okay, right now I need to focus on fitness and right now I need to focus on religion. It's like, okay, right now I need to focus on having a meaningful life. And I know that. You know, some of the influences inside of me are fitness, and some of the influences inside of me are religion, and those things help me create a meaningful life. And so I'm going to let those things influence me to live that meaningful life. It's not homework for homework's sake or A's for A's sake. It's the meaningful life that comes through when I do those things or the worthwhile experience that I get to have as I strive to get good grades or really understand something in school. So what does harmony look like? Have you ever heard a beautiful song on the piano? I remember one time my friend invited me to her piano concert, and I just about cried. Absolutely gorgeous, like changed my soul forever. It was beautiful. It was heavenly. And when my friend was playing the piano, she was playing a ton of notes at the same time. And they're all in harmony, and it was delightful. It was rich. It was full. It was beautiful. I never wanted it to stop. And every note adds dimension and depth. Yet all the notes are their very own key. They're separate. They're individual. And the idea of having harmony in your life is that all these different aspects of your life, you know, again, the fitness, the mental health, the religion, the finances, they're all intertwined so closely together. And so sometimes you get too focused on one part of our life. We get too focused on religion or we get too focused on finances that we forget family relationships or we forget recreational activities and that's kind of like hitting one note on the piano over and over again like not much of a captivating song am i right so harmony looks like all things working together to create that rich life that you want it's not perfect it's not painless but it's worth it harmony is not to be achieved but to be lived in it's like an environment that you create but not just for the environment's sake but it's for you to be there and to enjoy it. So a Roman emperor, Marcus, I don't his last name, not even gonna attempt to say it. I've already spoken Latin today. So he said, she, well, it says he, but she who lives in harmony with herself lives in harmony with the universe. As we create an environment of harmony within, it will translate into our physical realm. And also another huge part of harmony is moderation. I remember growing up and be like, oh, yes, like, mom, I have this problem. And she'd be like, well, and I'd be like, yes, yes, moderation, moderation, and so like that. But as I grew up, I was like, oh my gosh, I like call my mom back, like, mom, moderation. She's like, I know, moderation. I was like, wow. So, moderation is a huge part. Actually, it's a moderate part of harmony. My absolute favorite pastime is to get super intensely into something, but po- all of my eggs in one basket and then lose interest and then start from ground zero again. That's like one of my favorite things. It's usually about a three-week, one-month cycle. I'd say I love doing that. Not super helpful, but moderation gives you more of what you want than striving for perfection would. So that's not say don't be passionate about anything, but let's just keep a level head. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why am I not going anywhere? Like, is this how life is? But a lot of us feel like, why aren't we going anywhere? Or feel like we're sprinting or we're giving it our all, but, you know, we're just lying on the ground, pumping our arms, putting our legs, getting nowhere. And we need traction so that the things we do can actually produce the fruits that we want. And an important part of this is that what we actually want is not perfection. Let me give you a little story here. My first semester of college, I was a unique little college fetus. I got eight hours of sleep a night. I got all A's. I was in the shape of my life, and I was making enough money to save some. Like, that's not usual college. I don't think so. It's usually like ramen and staying up till 4 a.m. This morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. to um, go to the temple with my friend, and my roommate was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to the temple, and she's like, oh, I haven't even gone to bed for tonight. Like, that's the usual college student, right? Okay, so... I was doing all these things. You know, that sounds great. 8 hours all A's, shape of my life, make saving money. But guess what? I was miserable. It was the worst. It wasn't the worst 4 months of my life, but still it was terrible. My schedule had no flexibility in it. I was just I could only balance so many things and so I only chose sleep, grades and fitness and finances. That's the only thing I chose. My life, I literally made like zero friends my first semester of college. It was no social time, no fun, no recreation. Because I, if I wanted to balance, I had to give the exact right amount of time every single day to the right things. And so there was no harmony. There was no flexibility. There was no adventure in that. It was those things, those four things, and those four things only. So it seems good on paper, but literally absolute H-E double hockey sticks would not recommend. Sometimes we're tempted to think that there's this way that we can make our life so that it's painless and perfectly balanced, like I did my first semester. But as we see, what we really need is flexibility because there was no sense of adventure, no sense of doing anything for fun because I wanted these other aspects of my life and I had to allot a certain amount of time to them every single day. So have you ever tried to make yourself a schedule? I love the quote from Dieter F. Uchtdorf that says minutes and hours well spent are the building blocks of a life well lived. So we tend to view our planner as a separate entity from our actual life. But the minutes and hours of that we're planning in the planner are the building blocks for our life. So it isn't inherently evil to make plans at all. Like I am not like making plans, planning, prepping, so important, so integral. But you making those plans so that you can get eventually get to the life that you want that's actually not the point like those plans that you're making are your life you are living right now not to cause any existential crisis or anything which no one is alone in existential crisis crises i guess we literally all have them it happens where i'm like wow time is going by so fast is this all worth it what's going on like we all have that absolutely no worries So the idea that a perfect balance can solve our issues with feeling overwhelmed and out of control, not getting anywhere, not meeting our benchmarks, is this false sense of success. So we have that planner, and as long as we follow that planner, our life will be successful. And that is not right. What do you want your life to stand for? So answering this question means that your schedule will look all sorts of ways. It'll be changing and evolving, flexible. Things will fall through. Things will pop up. So if you want your life to stand for kindness or helping the poor or being outdoors, It doesn't mean they have to devote your entire life to those things, but when they pop up on your schedule unplanned, you're going to do them or sometimes you're going to plan for them because, you know, they make your life meaningful. So once you find out what you want your life to stand for, it can be made up of those millions of little things. Just use those as an influence to guide the things that you do with a little bit more adventure and a little bit more flexibility. You know, roll with the punches. Okay, I don't know if you're convinced about harmony instead of work-life balance, but now we can talk about how to create a, this harmonious environment. If we want to create harmony, we do have to accept some things. And the things are really mortal life, the limitations of being a human being. So number one, well, I'm not going to number these, but you need sleep, you need food, you need human connection. Uh, another thing you have to accept is sickness. It comes at us at random times and we have to slow down a little bit. Mental health, you got to focus on that. If you absolutely ignore that, you cannot live a meaningful life. Friend and family emergencies, those things ha- those things happen. You kind of just have to drop everything. There are things outside of our control. And another thing that is integral to that we have to accept in order to, for harmony in our life to establish that is that you won't always act in a way that is consistent with what you believe. So even if you want to act a certain way, like I don't want to eat that brownie and you eat the brownie, like that's just going to happen sometimes no need to beat yourself up over it. There's room for all of these mistakes and these imperfections when you live live a life in harmony. And then also forgiveness is necessary, a lot for yourself, for sure. Um, Definitely check out my Move Forward with Self-Forgiveness episode if you haven't seen it already. But forgiveness is so important um, to living harmoniously because you can't have a death grip control on all aspects of your life trying to balance them perfectly so definitely need to forgive yourself. So without accepting these things, you might find yourself stuck. A lot of suffering that we experience is caused by our inability to accept things that we don't want to accept. In your time here on earth, you'll have to fight a lot of battles, but the list I just read contains things that you have permission not to fight. Let yourself accept these things and escape the unnecessary war. So once you stop fighting these facts of life, take a look at the things that you. So once you stop fighting these facts of life, take a look at the things that you can do to live your differing values in harmony. So number one is be present. That is typical of me to say, but it is tested and true. Time is going to pass whether you are engaged in your life or not. How much of the day are you on autopilot? I bet like a ton When was the last time you listened to the sound of your footsteps? I mean, I bet half past never. Your footsteps are going to make a sound whether you listen to them or not. The same is true for the more important things in your life. Your partner is going to tell you about their day and their words are going to make sounds whether you listen to them or not. Your friends, your neighbors, anyone important to you. Half of your life is waiting for you to live it on the other side of being present. So ways to be present, you can use breathing exercises, like feeling the temperature of the air coming in versus the air coming out of your nostrils. And it sounds kind of funny, but just give it a try. I use it all the time. It will instantly bring you to right here, right now. You can also choose something to listen to. I did footsteps the other day. I love listening to clocks ticking. The AC, it will pull you out of the endless maze of your thoughts and into the space you actually occupy, into the meaning, which is in the present moment. You can also ask yourself how you're feeling physically or emotionally. The other day I was walking away from the doctor and she said, have a good birthday. And I responded with you too. And I asked myself, how is it feeling? And the answer, so freaking funny. And this will bring awareness to the fact that you are human and alive and thinking and processing and feeling, which we aren't consciously aware about enough. Another thing that I think is the best way to Let's say, let yourself be influenced by the important intentions that you have in your heart and that one heart, one mind is to write your eulogy. And I know this sounds kind of creepy, kind of weird, but I cannot tell you how much direction and clarity this practice has brought me. So the eulogy is the thing that people are going to read at your funeral and it might sound creepy and, you know, maybe it is, but it's effective nonetheless. So write or think about what you want people to say about you at your funeral. For example, at Reba's funeral, they'd of course say that she's a single mom, works too hard, loves her kids, never stops, single, wait, gentle hands, heart of a fighter, and she's a survivor. That's Reba's eulogy. Everyone knows it. So those are the things that she's really stood for in her life. And those things can impact her and influence her to move a certain way. So, again, getting rid of this balance of, oh, there's a perfect amount of energy I can put to something, to letting yourself be influenced by the important intentions in your heart. You know, that religion, that spirituality, the kindness, the generosity. This is the number one way that I measure success in my life. Am I becoming the person that people will praise at my funeral as being generous, kind, compassionate, and inclusive? Then I know that I'm on the right track and that all the things that I am participating in my life, homework, calling friends, watching The Bachelor with my girls, giving gifts are all working towards building the life I want to live. If I can't claim the praises of my future eulogy, then I need to reevaluate if the things I am participating in are worthwhile. You don't need to be allotting everything the perfect amount of time and attention, but you do need to make sure that everything you're doing is promoting the person you want to become. Other than that, you have the creative freedom to choose what your life looks like. And yeah, my life looks like a fair share of polygamy reality TV shows during my free time, but hey, it happens to the best of us. I'm not rigid anymore. I enjoy my life so much more, and I feel like I really am on this path to becoming the person that gets to claim those, those praises in my eulogy, um, this has brought so much joy to my life, so much meaning And it. Like my life is so much more worthwhile, even though I'm not getting eight hours of sleep, straight <laughs> is mm, mm, questionable. I'm not, you know, saving a ton of money, and I'm I'm not doing all these. I'm, you know, not in the best shape of my life. <laughs> of course, you know, I'm just, you know, your average squish ball. But I am living this life that I love that's hard that's painful but so worth it and there's a lot of flexibility a lot of venture a lot of hurt in that but it's so much more worthwhile than living than having this strict life full of you know exact balance because then that will promise me a painless life when really you don't want a painless life you want that satisfying worthwhile fulfilling life Well, that is it, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode about harmony. I hope that what you got from this episode is that live with a little bit more flexibility so that all these different spheres of your life can come together, one heart, one mind, and to help you live the life that you want to live. I love you all so much. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram or find me on Facebook so that you can interact with me a little bit more and have your response maybe featured on this podcast. I love you all so much and let's begin living.